Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Well, in this segment, we're going to begin on the subject of, of course, what God's Word has to say about stewardship and money and finance. And as you know, we're talking to people every single day, just like you, who are concerned about what's going on in our world. And the good news is that uh, the Bible has a lot to say about how to navigate the world volatility, the global change that we're seeing every single day. Uh, in Proverbs 22, 1 through 4, we begin today with a discussion of a series of verses that deal with really, you know, how to avoid danger, uh, what to do with regard to riches, if you want riches, how to get them, and how important your reputation is. So let's read those verses. Proverbs 22, 1-4, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So those are some great principles right out of God's Word as we begin today. First of all, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favor is better than silver or gold. You know, I know it sounds so easy to say, but you should be more concerned about your reputation than you are your riches. You should be more concerned about your reputation than you are your riches. Your, your reputation or your good name is going to be far more valuable than money. As a matter of fact, with a good name, often money and resources are going to come to you. But when we allow our testimony to slip, when we allow our reputation to slide, we discover that things start to chase away from you. Now, it might not be money. You know, we know plenty of people with a bad reputation or a bad name with lots of money. But the idea is your reputation, your good name is worth far more. And in the end, these verses are teaching us if the rich and poor are coming together, then that means the value of money is really not that great from eternal standpoint. Rather than investing in riches, invest in eternity. Rather than investing in riches, invest in eternity. Because no amount of money when you die is going to matter to you. On your deathbed, I guarantee you, you're not going to be concerned 
about why you didn't accumulate more stuff in life. The verses also talk about looking ahead to danger and making a plan rather than just blasting by the signs and the warnings and suffering for it. So a wise man looks ahead, takes note of problems before they happen, and makes adjustments to avoid them. That sounds like simple, easy advice, but you and I could probably talk all day about the examples of people we've seen who have avoided the danger signs, who've walked right past the warning signs, and have thrown themselves into, of course, the subject of this show is finance, into financial difficulty because they simply did not heed the warnings. And then finally, if you really want riches, if you really want to be honored, if you really want a great life, then the two things you need are very straightforward. Number one, fear God. Okay, that's one of our core principles here at Lord and Richards, fear the Lord. And then number two, humble yourself before him. You know, learning how to say, Lord, I'm sorry when you're wrong, learning how to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I don't know what the answers are. I don't know what the path is ahead, but I'm going to ask you to guide me. These are keys for a person that eventually over life comes into true riches, true honor, and has a truly wonderful life. So those are our four keys from those four verses. And of course, in the financial realm, we're seeing all kinds of warning signs right now. So talking about avoiding danger, talking about being warned in advance, talking about, as the verses say, hiding yourself, not sticking your head in the sand, but rather developing a plan to bypass the danger. We're going to be talking in further segments about the risk of recession, and I'm going to be giving you some principles today that you can use to avoid that kind of danger. But the Bible is telling us a simple person, and that in Bible vernacular means generally somebody who is unlearned or even a fool, is going to avoid those warnings. They're going to instead dive into danger. We want to avoid the danger and dive into riches, honor, and life. Uh, Additionally, as we think about what it means to take care of your good name from the standpoint of finance, Operating your life, your business, your finances from a pristine standard is going to mean so much more to you at the end of life, again, than how much you've accumulated. Having a life where you can truly look back and say, you know what, everything I did, I did to the best of my ability to honor God, to treat people right, to show genuine love and concern for others, and to put myself last. Now, that is the opposite of what we're generally taught about riches and about how to have la bella vida, the good life, right? So why do we not practice that? <laughs> well, it's just our, our, our human nature tends to drag us into putting ourselves first. As a wise friend of mine once said, there are just two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. So putting self last by having a good name. It sounds contradictory, right? Uh, Well, a good name means that you put others first, you put God first, you put the things that the world values last, and you put people up in front. So a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And again, when you have a good name like that, you'll often find that those uh, resources, whether it be material or otherwise, will come into your life. Well, again, every single day, 
I'm meeting people like you who are concerned about the impact of events out of their control around this world or right in your own community. And it makes us a little fearful, doesn't it? But the Bible says, you know, um, the fear of man brings a snare, right? We don't want to fall into that trap. So what we do is, as a team, we come alongside of you, and it is truly a team effort. Many individuals coming alongside of you to help you build a plan for your retirement. We call it a financial independence roadmap, meaning you develop the ability to be independent of a job, independent of others' financial help, to be able to take care of yourself and to do the things that you love with the people that you love. We call that a financial independence roadmap. And that plan will help you achieve financial independence and enjoy retirement without worry. But we do it from a biblical point of view, as you hear on this show week after week. Well, I'd love to visit with you. I'd love to introduce you to what it's like to work with a team that is all committed to you achieving your financial goals. It typically starts with a simple phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm delighted to be talking to you today about the subjects surrounding financial independence, how you can achieve your goals financially without worry, all from a biblical point of view. In this particular segment, we're going to be talking about a recent announcement by Deutsche Bank where they predict a major recession. And this is serious news, and it's something that we need to be prepared for. As we learned in a previous segment, a wise person is going to prepare for danger and avoid it, whereas a simple person is going to plunge headlong. So we're developing plans every single day to help our clients avoid danger. And one of those is the danger of a recession. One of the ways that we do that, I call it developing your own economic bubble or your retirement bubble, so that when the world is sort of falling to pieces around you, whether that be the markets, the job situation, inflation, you've already developed a plan. You have a plan in place so that you thrive no matter what's going on in the world around you economically. Uh, CNN reported this week that Deutsche Bank's economists are telling clients that we're going to get a major recession. Now, to be fair, they're not the uh, they're not a part of the crowd on this. They're kind of an outlier. But the report that they put out for their clients was called "Why the Coming Recession Will Be Worse Than Expected." Not a very fancy title, but it's worth warning ourselves about. So they're going to admit. Yeah, we're pessimistic compared to the rank and file out there. Other banks like Goldman Sachs, well, they say it's not inevitable, right? We might not have a recession, but it's still going to be a tough time getting out of that rampant inflation and wage growth problem that we're having. So they don't really tell us what that's going to result in. Deutsche Bank is saying probably a recession. Uh, UBS, they're optimistic. They feel that feel like inflation should just start easing any time now. And of course, we've been told this forever. They don't expect a recession just because we're having rising rates and just because all 10 of the recessions we've had in the last 70 years started with rate increases. Eh, Don't worry about it. 
Bloomberg, their model, it estimates about a 44% chance of a recession before January of 2024. So sometime in the next, well, about 19, 20 months. So we're really getting a wide variety of opinions, but it's worth noting, it is worth noting that almost every time the uh, prognosticators and forecasters have gotten involved with trying to tell us what's going to go on in terms of inflation and how it's not going to be as bad as we think. Almost every time they've said that, they've been wrong, just consistently wrong. And inflation is one where we've been told, oh, it'll be over, it'll be over, supply chain, blah, blah, blah. Well, it keeps marching on. So Deutsche Bank, kind of standing alone, but I think worth listening to, fears that it's going to take a long time for inflation to drop back down. They're running upstream against the crowd on this one. And that, of course, means if we're talking about inflation that is considered desirable, it's not zero, it's around 2%, according to the Federal Reserve. Well, it's at its highest rate in 40 years now. People are paying an enormous premium on goods and services. And so what Deutsche Bank thinks is driving this is uh, wages. You know, people keep changing jobs and employers keep having to pay more to rebuild their workforce, right? Anytime you get something smashed apart, it always costs more to rebuild it than just to maintain what was there before. And so as employers who uh, suffered massive losses in the workforce because of COVID and other things, uh, bad policies and so forth, have had to recruit new talent. Of course, to get somebody to go from point A to point B, there's always a premium, right? Why should I leave my job and come to yours? Usually money is up front, okay? It's interesting. There have been reports also about this same time that people are still planning on quitting jobs at about the same rate, even though they're getting more money. Uh, just because those jobs aren't representing what they consider a long-term impact in their lives, their careers, and in the world. So that's a real difference that we're seeing. Uh, there's also another shift in psychology that we're seeing right now. People who are selling goods and services are just passing on the cost of the increases, whether it be for the supplies that it's required to build those services, or if you're, or pardon me, those goods, or if you're providing a service, you know, the additional cost of labor, on and on it goes. But what's different is that the people supplying those services are just passing them on, and people seem to be taking them in stride. Buyers are accepting them, right? Normally what we would see is price increases go up. Well, it's kind of self-correcting, right? Because people stop buying stuff. But all hail the American consumer. We seem willing to take it on the chin and not worry about it. So we're, we're pretty much enablers, okay, as we buy stuff and we pay more for it, cars, um, domestic goods, uh, household supplies, we're just taking it on the chin. How long will the consumer tolerate that? Actually, your guess is as good as mine. Something else that Deutsche Bank is talking about is the fact that the Fed might raise interest rates too high. You think that could happen? Eh. Is it even possible that the Fed could get this wrong? I mean, we're, we're going to have a soft landing, right? That's what we keep being told. You know, imagine a rocket ship and it just comes slowly down onto the pad as opposed to breaking up on reentry. <laughs> well, the Deutsche Bank economists are telling us, yeah, we might have that breakup. They say, we regard, quote, 
we regard it as highly likely that the Fed will have to step on the brakes, another analogy, metaphor, they're going to have to step on the brakes even more firmly, and a deep recession will be needed to bring inflation to heel. That does not sound like a, a, a soft landing, folks. You know, I don't know what happens to you and the people in your car, but, um, you know, when somebody slams on the brake, you know, we're testing the limits of our seatbelts and we're hoping we had them on, right? Because somebody may hit the windshield. Now, there is a difference between the people among the people in the car, right? The driver often is most prepared, right? They're the best prepared and they may not... Um, you know, they're, they're able to position their body to not fly through the windshield at the risk of stretching this metaphor beyond all recognition. If you and I take clear steps to be prepared right now, I think we can avoid the shock of the Fed stepping on the brakes, avoid the impact of the reentry and breaking apart. So here's a positive note. Deutsche Bank says, you know, we think even after all that, the economy should be back in good shape by 2024. So they see it as maybe um, 12 to 18 month recession. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to build a personal economic bubble. How do we how do we do this? Well, we need to have a portion of our portfolio that's really insulated, right? It's okay to have investments out there that have risk. It's okay to take a moderate amount, and that's what we do as part of our financial independence roadmap process is we help you discern how much you can handle emotionally, but we also test rigorously, throwing everything we've got at it to determine how much your portfolio can handle mathematically so that you never run out of money. And it's important as part of the solution phase of our roadmap process that we put in place tools and investments that are institutionally risk managed that aren't going to be as volatile during periods of severe market reactions, during periods of recession, during periods of economic decline. And if you haven't made a written plan already to deal with that, the time to deal with that is now. I urge you. And what's wonderful about this is we've been helping clients do this for years so that you can sleep well at night, you can enjoy the beach, be sitting out there with uh, your friends and family and not even be thinking about what's going on in the world. Wouldn't that be a wonderful feeling? Well, that's called retiring financially independent, where you're independent not only of a job, but you're independent of all the anxiety and the emotion that goes with people who are completely reliant on the good graces of the economy and of the markets for their retirement future. You don't want to be there, folks. So it starts with a simple phone call. It starts with a conversation where we discern your needs, your goals, your values. And as we meet together this is complimentary. We sit down and we test your portfolio to make sure you're ready. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you have a written plan? Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm excited to be working with folks just like you every single day together with my team to help you achieve financial independence from a biblical point of view. I'd be delighted to connect with you and delighted to share with you some of the principles that we're using every day to achieve that. But in this segment, I want to talk a little bit more about the book that I've been referencing in, in many of our segments called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel.
And I had the privilege of hearing Morgan just uh, recently and uh, was very moved by his talk as well as the principles that are in his book, which he expounded on further when we had the chance to visit. And in this segment, we're going to talk about not only how to get wealthy, but how to stay wealthy. You know, getting wealthy and staying wealthy are two different things. And to do that, I'm going to start with one of the illustrations that Morgan shares about a fellow named Jesse Livermore, born way back in 1877. But In 1877, he was living in a time when the concept of a professional stock trader was hardly even understood. Most people didn't even know how you could do that. But by age 30, he was worth the inflation-adjusted equivalent through market trading of $100 million in today's dollars. That's pretty big. By 1929, well into his career, he was known worldwide, probably one of the most famous stock traders of all time. More than a third of the market's value in that year, 1929, was wiped out in October. You remember that because we had days that were named Black Monday, Black Tuesday, Black Thursday, right? Dark days for our country and for our economy. Well, on the 29th of October, his wife, Dorothy, feared the absolute worst when she knew he, he would be coming home from work that day. There had already been reports of Wall Street speculators committing suicide, and she and her children greeted Jesse in tears at the door. He was confused for a moment, and then he broke the news to his family. In a stroke of genius, he had actually shorted the market. Can you believe this? In one day, he made the equivalent, hold on, of more than $3 billion. Wow. Now, I don't know if that was all genius or maybe it was luck. (laughs) Morgan Housel presents the idea in his book that we tend to attribute our successes to all genius and very little of it to just the passage of events through our life. And for those of us who are Christians, to the grace and the providence of God. But here's what's interesting. After his blowout success, overflowing with confidence, overflowing with confidence. He made bigger and bigger bets, bigger and bigger leverage. And by 1933, just four years later, he actually disappeared in depression for two days. They couldn't even find him. And it wasn't long after that he eventually took his own life, having lost everything. Getting money is one thing. Keeping it is another. Here's some quick statistics. 40% of companies, 40% Successful enough to become publicly traded, lose basically all their value over time. 40% failure. The Forbes 400 list of the richest Americans has 20% turnover every decade. A fifth of them gone off the list, not remembered anymore. Folks, getting money, making money does often require taking risk and being optimistic and putting yourself out there. That's part of it. But there's a season, right? Solomon tells us there's a season for everything. But keeping money requires the opposite. As we learned in another segment, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor in life. And whether you believe that or not, humility and the fear that what you have could be taken away is critically important to retaining what you've worked so hard to accumulate. It requires frugality, a recognition that your success isn't just because of your genius. When Michael Moritz, the billionaire head of Sequoia Capital, was asked by Charlie Rose, 
why they had been so successful over multiple decades compared to the average venture capital firm, which is successful for maybe five to 10 years. He said this, I think we've always been afraid of going out of business. <laughs> I think we've always been afraid of going out. Of, there's your business advice from one of the most successful venture capital firms. Here's the key. The ability to stick around a long time. That's the miracle of compounding, right? We learned that from Warren Buffett without wiping out, okay? Without making a catastrophic error is what makes the biggest difference between those who get rich and those who stay rich. And of course, as we've learned, the Bible has so much more to say about that than we're willing to give it credit for. By humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. And don't forget, a good name is better than great riches any day. I'd rather retire or pass away or grow old poor with a good name than to have all that this world can provide and to be known as somebody who didn't care about others, to be known as somebody who put himself first before others. Well, folks, I've enjoyed talking to you today. I would enjoy talking to you further. I think now is a critical time as we're being warned of the imminence of a recession to get your affairs in order, to get a written plan. We call that at Lord & Richards a financial independence roadmap, and it starts with a simple conversation. But you know what? Some of you are getting advice from people who aren't doing this. And as the adage goes, you can't get a second opinion from the person who gave you the first. Why not pick up the phone and give us a call? Why not have a conversation today about you, how you can not only get wealthy, but retain that wealth and use that wealth for the remainder of your lifetime? I'd be delighted to chat. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at Lord and Richard's dot com. Investment advisory service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.